your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Work it, make it, do it. Makes us older, better, faster, stronger. Yeah, that, 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 that don't kill me. Can only make me stronger. I need you to hurry up now. Cause I can't wait much longer. I know I got to be right now. Cause I can't get much stronger. Man, I've been waiting all night now. That's how long I've been on ya. Yes, you know, if you hear that song, it's that time to listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. Of course, uh, I've been waiting all week, as I always do patiently, and I've enjoyed that time. Of course, here in the Valley, the weather's always good. It's always nice, and it's uh, just good to be back, of course, talking sports. And most of the time, we always talk about football, but you all know, as I always tell you, it's basketball season. I'm a frustrated basketball player, and I was a little frustrated at uh NC2A championship game. I uh, first of all just want to give a shout out to Raymar Morgan, Michigan State University. They did the best they. Uh, I don't know if it was the best game they possibly could have played. I don't think they played their best basketball uh, last night. But uh, you got to give credit where credit is due, uh, and that's what most uh, athletes who reach the pinnacle of, of their careers and, and play at the highest level. You recognize that there are going to be days when you show up and you have a bad day at the office and the other guys beat you handily. And then there's other times uh, where you realize you show up, you have a good day at the office, and the other team is just that much better than you. Now, North Carolina got a chance to beat up on Michigan State twice this year. And I think both times they proved that they were the superior team. And... um, you know, it happened again last night for the second time, and, and they just got a better ball club, you know. Uh, Ty Lawson, I just got to give him credit. For a while there, uh, he was being, um, you know, put up there as a, an elite point guard, and, and I really didn't see it. Uh, but I, I, I saw it last night. I mean, he he's, uh, he's, has exceptional talent. He's not just good. He's not just very good. He has exceptional talent. Now, it'll be it'll be interesting for me to see what happens, of course, when he goes uh, to the next level uh, and see how well he competes at that next level. But uh, on the college platform, he is one of the elitists that has ever played uh, that position of point guard and just uh, masterfully took took his team uh, throughout the playoffs, just was was able to do everything that they needed him to do. Uh, distribute the ball, push the ball, play defense, record number of steals in the championship game, uh, score when he needed to score. Uh, just played a tremendous game, you know, uh, an overall tremendous game. And University of North Carolina needs to be commended. I mean, it's uh, going into an environment like that, 70-plus thousand people, uh, probably 90% of those people uh, not rooting for you. Uh, it was it was America's comeback story, I think, for Michigan State to win that game. Let's let's just hope that America we come back uh, and we win, and I'm sure we will. Talking about our economy, of course, in the city of Detroit, uh, we will make our way through those things. And uh, uh, Michigan State did a good job. The only thing I I think, like uh, Coach Izzo said, he too was a little disappointed that his team didn't play better uh, because when when you get to those championship games. You at least want it to be worth the time, and the time being every minute of the game. 
And if not, then you probably want to turn and watch something else. If you're there, you probably think about getting up and leaving your seat because the game is really over and it's a premature ending. And that, that's not a good thing. You know, you want to be able to see a game right to the end. Uh, if you will recall, those of you out there who continue to support and listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network, of which I truly appreciate it, I commended the NFL football players in that season that just passed uh, because of the fact that it was truly worth the ticket each week. Uh, the the guys went out and they played great football. Uh, even the Super Bowl went right down to the wire. And I think that's all we asked for. We, we asked for uh, the people who've been given uh, a God-given talent to go out and show why they're pros, to show why they're college players, uh, to show why you know they're considered the best athletes in the world, uh, just to go out and play at that level at all times. And, and when I look at that game last night, I'm not sure mentally that Michigan State was ready to play that game at that time last night at tip-off. You know, you, you just there's, it takes a, a great deal of concentration to shut everything and everybody out and, and you really have to just zero in and focus on every little thing and to do every little thing right. Mental mistakes and, and even the loss of, of the ball, a turnover in basketball. You know, just like I tell people many times in, in football, you know, a missed tackle or a drop ball or a fumble, you know, those aren't always physical mistakes. A lot of times they're, they're mental mistakes. And, and sometimes our mind, it, it runs so fast, and we're thinking about things even before they happen, and, and you process it, and you may be doing one thing, uh, but you didn't do the other thing first. And to many people, that may not, right, that doesn't make sense. No, if you've been there, you understand that it does, that the game actually happens in fractions of a second, and you have to be prepared to deal with things fractions of a second. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go, as I go down the road, you know, I'm going to talk about uh, fractions of a second and talk about uh, uh, one of my fraternity brothers out there who's getting ready for the NFL draft, Malcolm Jenkins. And we're going to talk about uh, fractions of a second. But, but again, I just, you know, student-athletes first, guys. Going back to these guys are student-athletes. Maybe, maybe Michigan State, maybe they had some, they got some tests coming up. For some reason or another, they just really weren't as focused as they had been uh, the past few games that they played in. And so for that reason, I guess they didn't just, you know, play their best game. Uh, so I'm going to move on from that, and I want to move into my favorite subject that I, I, I have promised myself that I would not get off of this subject until something is done. Now, some things have been done, but the thing that I'm looking for to get accomplished has yet to get accomplished. And that's Dan in Philadelphia still does not have his job back. Now, the last thing that I heard is that Brian Dawkins, I guess you could say that Brian, at the root of this thing, you know, that's where Brian is. You know, Brian has reached out to Dan and has said that when the Denver Broncos come into the city of brotherly love, that he will make sure that Dan has two tickets to come see that game. Now, again, that's a great gesture on the part of the player. 
where are the Philadelphia Eagles? Why can't Dan get that job back? Why can't you just do the right thing? And I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay on it, and I'm going to keep talking about it. And it's one of those things where it becomes kind of a nuisance until it goes away, until somebody leaves it alone, uh, and they put it to rest. Uh, then it's still there, and you need to deal with it. It's almost like the guy standing outside that your office with a sign that says, you know, give me my job back. Well, I'm virtually standing up with a sign right now. You can't see it. Give Dan his job back. Facebook. Come on. It was just a Facebook account. He, he was all he was expressing again. I'm going to reiterate this every week is what he passionately felt about the move that his team had just made. He didn't agree with that. You know, when we sat in our meeting, when we introduced to the National Football League, they tell us about so many different things. But certainly about they talk to us about fans. And they talk to us about what fans can do, what fans cannot do, what fans will do, what you should expect of the fans, how you should treat the fans, your relationship with fans. It's all about the fans. If there is no game, there would be no game. Let me correct myself and say there would be no game without the fans. If you believe that there would be a game without fans, I want you to go to your neighborhood park and tell me how many people are sitting out watching a pickup game of football. They're not there. They're in stadiums. They paid a lot of money. Now, in a, in a respectful way, they should have freedom of speech. You know, as long as they don't start any riots. You know, as long as it's not anything that's racial or, you know, sexually explicit. You know, they should have the right to say what they want to say. We, we all say good things and bad things. Give Dan his job back. Now, okay. Now, I want to move on to, I I can't let this, you know, segment of my show go out without me, you know, again, harping on one of my other pet peeves, Jay Cutler. You know, Jay Cutler, hey, Jay, do me a favor. Next time you got a problem, reach out to a seasoned veteran and ask him, how do you handle it? I got a suggestion of somebody who you might want to call. Donovan McNabb. Okay, give Donovan a call. Ask him how does he handle it. What what should he do? You know, we're we're talking. We always talk about athletes and role models. And I and I told you again. Only thing I I want the the role that I want athletes to show my son or my daughter. You know, is you know how to perform as an athlete. But other than that, I can take care of the rest. But this has something to do with athletics, and you know, it's it's the pressure of knowing that you're in a very competitive sport. I've said this. Years ago, maybe never on this show, but before reality shows ever came to the television, there was a reality show going on every summer in training camps across America. Every summer, every year it goes on. You go there, you want that job, you step up, they give you a number, you put on a jersey, you put on a uniform, you go out there. It's not Randy Jackson and Paul Abdul. You know, but guess what? It's a coach, and you do to the best of your ability what he asked you to do. Whether it's backpedal, whether it's catch a ball, whether it's make a tackle, whether it's play a defense, whether it's run a pass pattern. And guess what? He may criticize you right there on the spot. He may go behind closed doors and talk to the other coaches and criticize you. He may tell them we need to get rid of him. He may tell the newspaper we need to get rid of him. 
But at some point in time, they may discuss whether you're going to be a part of that team or not. comes with the territory. They may say, you know what, next year we need to draft a quarterback. You know, that's what that must have happened in Philadelphia, Jay. That must have happened with Donovan McNabb. You know, wow. It, well, did you really have to leave Denver? Now, not that Denver's my favorite place. I can't even believe I said that word. Denver and that school up north, those are two things that just shouldn't be in my vocabulary. It should be erased. But, <laughs> you know, I. You know, I guess I have to mention that if I want to say that about uh, Jay, I got to mention Denver. But you didn't have to leave Denver. And it could be, okay, there's an affinity there. Josh McDaniels is there. Maybe I want you to stay there and, you know, be Josh's quarterback because he said you were going to be his quarterback because he didn't get another one. He didn't get the guy who he wanted. So you were going to be his quarterback. Shout out to Josh McDaniels. And I guess the Denver Broncos, because you kicked Jay out the door. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm going to take a break, and we'll be right back after this message. I'm, of course, in Phoenix, living like it matters. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. to left. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
Okay, we're back. This is the Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. Of course, I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And uh, uh, that last segment, there, I kind of went on a little rampage there about Jay Cutler. Uh, because, again, I just didn't think that Jay handled the situation right. Now, I've heard there's some people out there that also believe the whole Jay Cutler situation was not handled by properly by the team. Uh, and particularly some folks have said about the way Josh McDaniels uh, actually handled the situation. You know, it's a situation where we would like to understand and we would like to believe those of us who are employees. There are many times where an employee may feel as if an employer should handle a situation differently when it comes to uh, their employment. Now, there are certain rights that you have as an employee and there are other rights that we don't have as employees. And I would certainly say this one in terms of, you know, how it's handled, you know, through the media when you work for a uh, place of employment of which they they deal with the media on a regular basis. As a matter of fact, when sometimes when you work for a place like that, that actually is the media, the NFL does own the NFL network and the various stories that we heard come out of the media. They happen to, you know, originate. The origin of it was from the NFL so they're going to present that message in a way of which they feel is best suited for them, the best PR for the league. And do they have to tell Jay anything? No, they really don't. When you come in and you're cut, when, I, when Buddy Ryan cut me, I was cut. There was no forewarning other than the fact that he benched me first and a few weeks later I was cut. But they don't have to forewarn you about what they're going to do with you. You would hope that you've established a relationship and that there's, you know, a better respect for you as a person uh, to this, to such that, okay, let me show you a little respect, a little professional courtesy here, if you will, and let you know that we're considering this. That doesn't, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. So the emotional ties have to be severed. You know, the young men playing this game, it's, it's, it's a business. And I don't care what the rest of us out here say to you. Any young man or young lady who is now participating in sports at a professional level, it's a job. And that job is not married to you and you are not married to that job. You can get a divorce. It is no such thing as you can't divorce. And yes, in sports, you can get a divorce. So approach it that way. And don't become so emotionally tied that if they think about getting rid of you, it's going to just destroy your entire world. And so, you know, Jay, again, you know, give Donovan a call. And speaking of Jay, you know, I got to say this. We, we, we got a show coming up soon. And uh, that show is going to be a show that is going to be hosted by uh, Jay's new tight end. Desmond Clark is going to be doing a show, uh, Sportsmanlike Conduct, here on Voice America Sports. I think his first show probably starts April 14th. And shout out to Daz. So Daz will be able to bring us some inside perspective. Daz may even have Jay on his show because I, I can tell you this as, as, a, as a pro quarterback, one of your best friends, along with the, the left tackle, should also be your tight end and a running back. You, your tight end can save you many times. You can check down to the tight end when he's blocking and comes off his block and he's there. You know, you drop the ball off to him, you get some yards for you. Your tight end could be, you know, very, very good to a quarterback. So, uh, you know, shout out to Dez. You know, also, there's some other things going on here at Voice America Sports. You know, many times I don't share with you what's happening here. 
But this is probably America's best kept secret. We have many guys on our network here who've been professional football players, but now we're going to move beyond professional football. And, and I said this when I first came here that, you know, hey, we're going to build basketball shows, baseball shows, football shows. And I would always say it just like this. And I guess hockey, even though I don't know a damn thing about hockey. Well, guess what? I don't have to because I'm going to have we Voice America Sports. We are going to have one of the greatest shows that ever existed because we're going to have one of the greatest guys that ever played a game. Bob Wookie former hockey player has teamed up with Dave Schultz, Dave the Hammer Schultz from the Broad Street Bullies. They're going to have a hockey show, Voice America Sports. Listen, it's Voice America Sports. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to have that in. And also, my man G. Cobb. Yeah, there's a little Philly thing going on here. But we're going to be moving with shows across the entire network from every city and every team in the NFL, NBA, NHL, we're, we're going to do them all. We're going to get them all taken care of. We're going to have guys who actually play the game right here. And that's what this is all about. So you can call them and you can talk to them. Okay, so, hey, shout out to those guys again. Just continue to listen and you'll find out when they're going to be on. But uh, let me go back. I talked a little bit about Jay. And, you know, so let's talk a little bit now about the upcoming draft. And, you know, my man Mark McMillan. Mark McMillan has a show here, too, Hard Hitting. Uh, and um, hard-hitting sports comes on on Fridays. And so I was having a conversation with Mark, and I was saying, Mark, you know, when you, my man, come on, man, you got to stand up for the corners, the DBs. You know, Malcolm Jenkins, he don't, he don't want to show any love. He don't want to show any love for the Buckeyes. He's from Alabama. Mark didn't want to do that. But I got a problem. I said, Mark, listen, there's, there's, you got to talk about this. If you, I'm going to talk about this. You know, here it is. You know, Malcolm is in a position. Come on, he was a, he's the best DB in college football. But there's a couple things that DBs in particular, let me talk about corners, okay? There is something very unique about a corner. And guess what? If you don't believe it, take your behind from inside and go way out there on that island and try to be a corner. Try to be a corner. A corner is a position like none other in, in, in sports. You are truly on an island. Do you understand that you are a corner? And they are asking you to guard some of the fastest people in the world. But to do this, you start off by running backwards. Is there something wrong with that? Yes, it is. But guess what? That's what we do. And, I, I, you know, I started off at The Ohio State University as a corner. And I played four years there. You know, started three years as a corner. And I can tell you this, it's a whole hell of a lot of fun, but it is the most challenging position of all those that are out there. You got to just do everything. Uh, they can say that every other position has to do it. No, but corners, are, they are probably, probably the best athletes on the field. There's no doubt about it. But there are two things that often come into question about corners. And when they do, believe me, every corner that's ever been question about one or the other is outraged one of them is his size the other is his speed neither one of those neither one of those are going to stop the best cornerback from playing football <laughs> how are you going to measure how good i am according to how tall i am you know and i'm, I'm speaking now on mark's behalf i'm gonna let mark speak about it but i know corners hate when people talk about you got to get a big corner you know, now in the NFL, since they got big receivers, you got to get big corners. They, they, they hate that. 
They hate that with a passion. It's like for you to say they're not good enough. I've been doing this all these years, and you're going to tell me now because I'm five seven, five eight, five nine. I've been five seven, five eight, five nine, all these years, and I've been shutting people down. And now you're going to tell me that I'm not big enough? There's a young man in the draft now. They're trying to say if he were, you know, you could stretch him to five ten, five eleven. You know, he might be in the top ten picks. Come on, he's a football player. You know, I'm tired of all these measurements. What you measure is look at the film. Is he playing football? Yes, he's playing football. He can play football. I always tell young kids, when you go into the pros, listen, whoever you compete against in college, they're going to be there in pros when you get there. It's not like they went across seas and bought all new people that you've never seen, never heard of, don't know what kind of talent they had. It's the same people. They're just a year older or two years or three years or four years older than you are maybe. But other than that, they're your colleagues that are coming right along with you, just moving up to another class of football, class where you get paid. You know, I guess, you know, in college football, you don't get paid, so you're not a pro, but you're still the best. Okay, now now I'm going to move from those that are too small to those that are too slow. Now, that to me right there, that digs right into my heart because I was one of those corners that came out and they said to me, you were too slow. So we're going to move you to safety. And right now, why am I harping on that? I'm harping on that because that's what they're trying to say about Malcolm Jenkins right now. Now, let me just say this. There are ways of which if they think a person is too slow, if you watch the game, there are certain things that can accommodate for uh, maybe a, a tenth or two of lack of speed, as they say. And that is technique. If you are fundamentally sound and you got good hips, and you got good head movement, and you got quick feet, and you know how to tackle, and you can catch. And guess what? And you, once you open up, you can run. Because, see, there's a difference in coming out of a block and then running down the field. And if you got a heart and you know how to play football, you know, you're going to say that a corner that is six foot and 204 pounds and runs a four five nine, or runs a you know a four five four, or runs a four six one. You know, can't play in the NFL. No, that, that's not true. You know, many times you know we get too caught up again in this clock. And and why am I upset about this? Because I I tell people today that a forty time cost me a couple million dollars. Now you got another young man. Twenty years later, it, it's going to cost him. A couple million dollars. If they say, no, he's not good enough and move him into safety, the safeties don't get paid the money the corners do. You know, and then you got somebody like Coach Belichick. Now, I, I don't, man, he's one of the most well-respected men in this game. And I respect him, even though there's a controversy about uh, whatever you want to call it. You know, they, they had the camera, they cheated or whatever. You know, there's always questions about something. But He's got into the game, too, to say something about the corners today. And I'm not sure I agree with what Bill Belichick is saying. Bill is trying to say that the corners today, you know, some of the corners are like cover two corners. He, he's saying that the safety position is becoming more like the corner position in the National Football League. You know, there were times where safety were particularly the strong safety fit more of the linebackers. They were more like linebackers. No, nah, I wouldn't say they may have been, but we're going to talk about that because I was one of those guys that moved from corner to safety, and I sure as hell wasn't like a linebacker. 
we might have hit like linebackers. And that's what I'm going to talk to you about on the other side of this break. You're listening to Rail to Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm going to take a break. We'll be right back. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. Back goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Rail to Sports on the Voice America Network. And of course, I was talking a little bit about, uh, before we went to break, I was talking about the size of of the DBs and the size of the corners and safeties. And and then Coach Bill Belichick, you know, had something to say a little while back about, you know, the safety position. And, uh, and the safeties actually are, you know, having to – he's actually – you're actually looking at safeties now. And you're looking at the safeties – and you're looking at the safeties as a position of which – 
and this is me talking now. This is not Coach Belichick. The safety position is a unique position. It's different than the corner position. I always feel like this. You can move from the back forward. So you go to the end of the defense, okay? You can always take those people who are the furthest back and move them up closer to the line of scrimmage. And they probably can perform well, very well, maybe exceptional. But very seldom can you take them from the down line and move them backwards. And a lot of it has to do with their agilities. And hopefully, they're not only very agile, but if they've got a lot of heart, then you're going to have special kind of players. And that mostly happens when you're talking about linebackers, safeties, and corners. Those are the positions where you can make adjustments and a person can go from perhaps maybe uh, being a, a, a strong safety and maybe grow into a linebacker, you know, or maybe a corner and maybe grow into a, uh, you know, a strong safety or corner, maybe grow into a free safety. And that's what the issue is now today, you know, with Malcolm Jenkins and, and has Malcolm grown into the size of a safety. Now, some things you got to take into consideration. I, I talked about the things, the two things that corners, uh, in particular themselves, don't want people to talk about in terms of criticizing their abilities when it's really not their abilities, it's their size and it's their speed. But see, we just play football, okay? So I've been that corner. And they talk about cover two corners. And, and everybody's, you know, has this opinion that cover two corners, you know, they just came around. It, it's, it's, it's a new concept of playing defensive back in the last 10 years or whatever. I want to go back 30 years, 1979. Pete Carroll taught me at The Ohio State University how to play cover two. And then, you know, it was man over, man under two as well. You know, we called it ram back then. You know, you jam the guy, you run with him from up under, and you had two safeties over top. You know, and then, of course, the, the, you know, cover two, you know, you played it as a zone and, and you had two safeties deep. Uh, but one thing about it is you could beat up on receivers. And that's one thing that's happening now. And, and this is what I want to kind of talk about now. And that is, see, there are some rule changes. So I, when I look at the defensive back, the, the, as people look, as things change and evolve in football, sometimes I think there are noticeable changes, but then other times – you just wake up and you and you realize, wow, what happened? And I said this a while ago, you know, the linebackers. You know, linebackers were so big. What the heck? And the receivers. The outside linebackers were so big. And the receivers and the, and, and the tight ends, you know, wow, what did those people, what positions did they used to play? You know, I remember playing with Reggie White, and, and Reggie White, you know, was a, a defensive end, you know, defensive tackle. Sometimes he played in, sometimes he played tackle. You can move Reggie around. You know, but, you know, Reggie was running a 4-6. You know, big, strong men, you know, were running faster. And so when I want you to look at the position and pay attention to what's going to happen now at the receivers and at the defensive back position. There had been a strong movement for big, strong, wide receivers. And I believe, in my opinion, the reason why is because the linebackers, had gotten so much bigger and so much stronger and so much faster. And the defensive backs had gotten so much bigger, so much stronger, so much faster. You know, Adrian Wilson is a big boy out here in Phoenix. Big boy playing the secondary. Now, here's what's happened. Because of the rule changes now, it's not going to be permitted that you can take a person out. And that's, 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 how, that's how we say it. You, you take them out. When they come across the middle and they're unprotected because they're going after a ball that's 
way over their head. You know, their receivers, you know, the, the days of the Ricky Waters, uh, you know, Ricky, you guys remember Ricky, you know, for who, for what? You know, that became, even though many people won't talk about it, that was the mindset of a lot of players in the NFL. It's like, okay, wait a second. Now, I, I'm not going to stretch way out for this ball because, you know, I, I'm wide open running across the middle, and the linebacker now is 6'4", weighs 250. Take me out, one play, career's done. I'm going to think about it before I stretch out. Well, now, because of the rule changes, the wide receiver cannot be hit when he's wide open. You know, that used to be the kind of shot you would lay in the bed and dream about. You know, somebody coming across the middle wide open, stretched out for the ball, and you having the courage to go after that person and take him out. You will see there's a lot of people, when that, when that shot was available, they didn't take it. A lot. I mean, not everybody wants to hit somebody because they're afraid they may hurt themselves. So a lot of people wouldn't take that shot. But then there are some people where you better not dare come across that middle and go after a ball that's beyond your normal reach and leave yourself exposed because you will be exposed <laughs> from the game because they would take you out. But that is going to change now. So now you can take you don't have to have a big guy inside as a receiver. You can take a real smaller, quicker, elusive guy as a receiver and move him into the slot and he can catch a ball in the middle because now because of the rules, he's not going to get hit in his head. You know, they can't throw the shoulder into him when he's, unex- you know, when he's exposed. You know, they can't throw their, their helmet into his ribs when he's exposed. So it's almost like you got to let him catch the ball and you got to grab him. And that's going to make, believe me, and watch it. I said this, folks. Remember, I started talking about this way before everybody else did. That's going to make a difference in the wide receiver position. Now what's also going to make a difference is, you know, Malcolm is kind of caught up in this, but I want Malcolm, if Malcolm wants to play corner, I want him to play corner. But now, because of the big wide receivers that he used to have, it was kind of the mindset that, okay, let's go get bigger corners now that can now make the adjustment to these bigger receivers and who can jam them up and stay with them and run with them. Well, now, guess what? Those receivers, the reason why you want the big, strong receiver is, again, so he can get inside, you know, he can catch some balls inside. Of course, when he's down in the red zone, too, so he can throw it up high and he can do it. But now, you already can't hit him beyond five yards. Now, even when they go through across the middle, you, you, you can tackle them, but, you, you know, it's almost like you can't hurt them. So now, this, it's going to create a new kind of wide receiver that you're going to see surface into the NFL. You know, Ice Cube, shout out to Gerald McNeil, Ice Cube. There are going to be more Ice Cube that are going to show up. Yeah, do you read? Google it. Gerald McNeil, Ice Cube. There are going to be more of those show up on the football field. There are going to be these little receivers that just, you know, you know like an ant. They just move all over the place, and you just can't, you, you, you can't hit them. You can't touch them, and they're just so quick and so elusive. So now what's going to happen? Malcolm, here's what I, I think is going to happen. Malcolm, you are a corner like I was back in the day. They're going to move you into the safety position. And, 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 and let me say something to you. It's a glamorous position. It used to not be a, to be a glamorous position. The safety position is, in my opinion, particularly those who go from corner to safety, those are the ones that are really, truly the best athletes. Ronnie Lott. Ronnie was a corner. Ronnie became a safety. 
Hall of Famer. Yeah, not too many of him. You're right. Rod Woodson. Rod Woodson, big corner, became a safety. Hall of Famer. Yeah, not too many of those either. Mel Blunt, big corner. Now, Mel, I don't remember Mel really moving into safety, but Mel certainly could have made that adjustment. So, Malcolm, there's, you know, I know the money is a big thing, but there are also there are tremendous opportunities from moving from corner into safety. It puts you at a tremendous advantage. You know, and, I, and I'm going to be honest with you, and those out there listening, listen, when, when, I, when they move me from corner, now I'm, I'm guarding some of the fastest people in the world, you know, God rest his soul, Kevin Williams. Yeah, he took me to the house in the Rose Bowl, 60 yards, world-class sprinter. But I go from a world-class sprinter to a tight end, covering the tight end. I mean, I'm actually waiting for them to make a move and another move and another move and another move. With the exception of shout-out Hall of Famer Ozzie Newsom, who made me twist my knee. Because Ozzie threw about three, four, or five moves on me in the red zone. Still, the quarterback still had time for him to throw that many moves on me and catch a touchdown. Hall of Famer, no shame in my game. Hall of Famer, take you to the house. Hey, that's all right. But, again, now, Ozzie Newsom moved from wide receiver at University of Alabama into a tight end in pros, which gave him an advantage because he was now dealing with, instead of corners covering him, he now had a safety or a linebacker that was trying to cover him. And, according to most people, are not supposed to be as skilled in their ability to cover as a corner. So that put him to an advantage. So, Malcolm, what I'm saying is if indeed they do move you inside to a safety position, with the exception of if they put you on a, if, let's say if they put you on a wide receiver in a slot, you're okay with that. You're comfortable with that. So that's going to be to your advantage. And that receiver they put in the slot probably is not their best receiver. Their best receiver is probably out wide someplace. So you're going to be to an advantage from that perspective. And then also, with the kind of speed you have as a safety, you're going to be able to cover the field from sideline to sideline to sideline. Now, listen, this is this is a sports talk show. I'm not a sports reporter. I'm just here to give you the facts. I'm going to give you facts. Malcolm, man, it is such a pleasure to, to be a, a corner in center field as a safety and being able to cover from sideline to sideline and just run up under balls that the quarterbacks, they, they throw so high that you got so much recovery time. It's not like somebody put double moves on you. You backpedal and you break. Malcolm, you can extend your career too. It's going to be a beautiful thing. I'm going to continue to talk about this because that's what I did. And this is what I do. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. Of course, I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. We'll be right back after this message. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. 
despise her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. I'm Lori Tucker with FedEx. Did you know that one in eight babies is born prematurely and more newborns die from premature birth than any other cause? Well, solutions are within our grasp. Together with the March of Dimes, we can find the causes of premature birth and help moms have healthy, full-term babies. Join the March of Dimes and FedEx by signing the petition for preemies at marchadimes.com slash petition. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports okay we're back this the rail of sports on the voice america network and uh you know i guess i just get a little bit excited from time to time but you know that's that's what's so good about what I do. This is what I get. I get a chance to talk about a game that I love, that I'm so passionate about. And I know it's just not me. There's some other people out there. And if, if guys would put up the number, I'm going to give you a number. Where if you want to call in, maybe you can call in, and I'll give you the opportunity to talk with me about something. But, man, I just love and I get so excited and so pumped up about football and, and sports and, and and there are other people out there besides me so when they put this number up i'm going to give you the number and if you catch me at the last second or two you know you'll get a chance before the show goes off at this last segment that we can talk a little bit about it but i i need them to put the number up and uh and then of course i'm gonna i'm gonna give you give you that number i think that number is uh 888-346- uh, see, I got a football moment there. I don't know the last four numbers, but I'll, I'll give it to you. But I want to shout out also to those folks uh, over at Fathead. You know, there were a, a, a few people who had called in and, and said to me that, Ray, what, what's going on? You promised me a Fathead and I haven't received my Fathead. Well, Tasha at Fathead uh, did a tremendous job of expediting that process. She was at the final four, took time out of the schedule to process the information, have the people back at headquarters get those fatheads out. And I believe all of our folks who called into the show uh, during that uh, NBA All-Star Weekend here in Phoenix who asked for a fathead, they received their fathead. So uh, I just want to thank Tasha and Fathead for uh, making that happen. But let me let me go back. And I, and I think I want to continue to talk about this. Because I think this is important because I want you folks, again, to listen to what I'm saying because it's a revelation. It's happening right in front of your eyes 
Now, I'm going to take credit for a number of things. I, you know, I'm not going to say that I'm Al Gore. You know, Al, I think Al invented the Internet. But I certainly will say this. I am the person responsible for the first website that the Philadelphia Eagles ever had. I was working with the company, consulting with them, and technology had come to the point where it had surfaced in various you know, aspects of different businesses, and everybody wanted to have a presence uh, on the web. And so I was responsible for that. Uh, I'm also going to say that I took responsible, I was responsible for acknowledging the fact that the game of football was changing and the era of the 300-pound lineman was there. And it, 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 it was happening right in front of people's eyes, and I wanted them to realize that. I was a part, myself, of the conversion of taking a big corner and moving that corner into a safety and letting him play that position with added a little more athleticism in the secondary. That happened in my generation of football. Ronnie Lott did it. Um, I did it. Uh, there were a number of players who, who did it. Later on, Rod Woodson did it. Uh, there are a number of players who were corners that moved to safeties. Uh, so I, I want to, again, bring that to your attention. I now want to bring to your attention that I want you to watch the positions, the skill positions, receivers, defensive backs, in particular wide receivers, and also corners, and safeties because of the rule change i want you to understand that the position the look of the position is going to change you think the game is fast now the game is really about to speed up the game is about to speed up because when i went into college years ago we were able to beat up on the wide receivers and they stopped that you know, they, they, they just prevented that from happening because it was slowing the game down. The guys couldn't get into their routes. They weren't catching long bombs. So they wanted to bring a little bit more excitement to the game. So they said, okay, you can't hit them beyond five yards. Now it's gotten to the point where not only can you not hit them beyond five yards, now they're protecting the receivers a little bit more because the, the position of linebackers and safeties had gotten so big that these men were punishing receivers particularly when they were unprotected, they were stretching out for the ball and not trying to protect themselves from an injury. They were fully concentrated on catching the ball and they were taking some real serious punishment. And I was a part of one of those people that, that I mean, that's the way I played the game. I, I, if you didn't play the game that way, and Pete Carroll, I want everybody to hear this, I tackled differently until I met a man named Pete Carroll. And Pete Carroll told me, if you don't hit him in the face, that's not a good hit. In the face, not in the shoulder. I have a picture where I hit a guy in the shoulder, and Pete didn't like that. Pete Carroll, head coach, University of Southern California, one of the best coaches I ever had in my life, taught me to be the type of tackler that I was in the National Football League because of Pete Carroll. That can, those type of defensive backs that he used to shape and mold, they, they, they won't exist anymore. There'll be no more hitting in the face, helmet to helmet. There won't be any more of that anymore. Face mask to face mask, look him in the eye. Won't be any of that anymore. So what's going to happen is now you're going to get those quick wide receivers. When you're talking about spread offenses, you're going to have four wide receivers on the football field many times now to spread it out because now you can get a guy inside and he can catch it. He can run anywhere. 
because that linebacker is only going to be able to, if he if he doesn't hit him within five yards once he gets down the field and now he's fifteen yards you know and he's running as we call it a six which is dragging across the middle that linebacker can't take that kill shot on him anymore so because he can't take that kill shot anymore he's going to have to you know kind of grab him and tackle him. Which means if I know I'm not going to get hit, then I'm going to catch. I'm going to reach out. I'm going to catch. I'm going to make. You're going to see some spectacular. That's also what's going to happen. You're going to start seeing some spectacular catches across the middle of a football field. Catches like you've never seen before in your life. You've seen guys, you know, jump up and snag, you know, the ball with one hand before. I mean, now you're going to see them, you know, twist and turn and catch them like almost like behind their head on the other side with the opposite hand. They're gonna, you're going to see bodies, poetry in motion. You're, you're going to see some of the most graceful athletes you've ever seen in your life make some of the most spectacular catches that you've ever seen in your life, all because of this rule change. And so I'm going to go back. The reason why I'm here is because of Malcolm Jenkins, who is a guy who is rated as the number one defensive back in this year's draft, is concerned about the fact that they may not let him play and he may not be drafted as a corner but as a safety, and he's concerned about that for a couple of reasons. Most importantly, it's his money. Corners, when you're drafted as a corner, you make more money than a person that is drafted as a safety. And so because of those reasons, he would much rather be drafted as a corner that later in his career converts to a safety. And it could add some longevity onto his career because instead of them saying, oh, you're out here corner, you don't have the speed it takes anymore, you can't cover as well anymore, we're going to cut you. No, now they can say, okay, instead of cutting you, we're just going to move you inside and let you be a safety. And because you've had experience of covering wide receivers, you'll probably do a good job. And he probably will. And so I'm hoping that, you know, that Malcolm – is given that challenge to play corner in the NFL and to go ahead and play corner for a few years in the NFL and then be converted to a safety who's going to have to be, uh, again, a person that's in on the field when there's four wide receivers because they're also safeties have a tendency of ta- to tackle better than corners. That's another thing, Malcolm. I'm a little concerned about you coming into the league right away with not, with not having the opportunity to adjust to the professional game and to have to make the tackles on NFL running backs that you have to make. They're, they're a little different than, you know, the college running backs. You know, so, so that, that is, that's an adjustment you're going to have to make. And, and even the wide receivers, it, it's going to be a little different adjustment. But I think you can make the adjustment. I think you have the talent. But I appreciate the fact that you're standing up for what you should stand up for on principle that you are a damn good corner. You're the best corner in college football this year, and you deserve to be drafted as a corner. Remember, you heard it here on Voice America Sports First that the NFL was going through some change. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. It happens so fast, but it always happens. I got to say this. I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. (laughs) 